Hello. And welcome to the Champagne Room Secrets Podcast. What the fuck? I don't know if this is shameful, but if you have a small dick, have a good personality. Filling the champagne. Your wife died here. Have a titty. Not a sex podcast, but it is stripper. You grind your clit on a guy's hard dick and come. You've never made someone come in their pants, right? I'm Candy. I'm Jade. Your friendly neighborhood whores here to walk you through the ins and outs of the strip club and sex work industry. Uncensored. (laughs) (laughs) My body is decomposing as I speak. You are sick all of the time. I, okay. I think I'm like, I think strippers are human pigeons. Like, I think we just transport disease. We carry it. We, we feel it. Right yeah. now, it's like a. I I think it's mostly allergies that I have right now. Yeah, that makes sense. But it's fucked up. My eyes look fucked up. I look like a vampire that just fed, and gorged on some human blood. Are your eyes red? I can't see them from here. Yeah, they're super red. Um, but oh. luckily, the most strip clubs are pretty dark, and they have like at the at the Clementines Club. There's like a red hue to the lights. So I think I can go into work and kind of pass it off. Cancels it out. Or you could get some vampire fangs and just lean into it. That's hot. No, it's not. Oh, I I told my, um, what were we calling him? My my special friend? Fuck, I forgot. Uh, I think he's just been my special friend. So I told my special friend, uh, well, because we watched, have you seen From Dust Till Dawn? No, I haven't. It's this weird like movie uh, it's Quentin Tarantino and some other director, but it's like Selma right. Hayek's one of her first roles. And she's yeah, like, I, I know what she is in it. Yeah. Yeah. She's kind of With a stripper. She comes out and the yeah. foot. Yeah. I didn't realize that DJ Sleazeball has, had been playing me the song that she dances to for a long time. And then He's I was so like, oh, is it because <laughs> it's because I'm Mexican? He was like, yeah, because <laughs> I saw the movie. I've been dancing to that song for almost a year. And then I was like, oh, my God, I saw it. It's like the song that Salma Hayek comes out with. And then he's like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's why I play it for you, because you're Mexican. Because it's said in Mexico. <laughs> right, right. Um, I love how open he is. He's like, yeah, it's because you're Mexican. He calls me Flexi Mexi. You've like, never on told the me micro- that. On the microphone, yeah. He's like, coming up next, like, Jade, our Flexi Mexi, like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you should call I- you a, a Flexican. I feel like that would be better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to tell him he's gonna love it. Because tell he had him, been saying, him. "Oh, see, I actually he had been saying sexy Mexi," and then I was like, "I feel like I should be flexy Mexi because I'm very flexible." And he yeah, was like, I love that. So now he's running with it. <laughs> but I think I think the next one is flexican. Flexican. <laughs> I, I told my special friend because we had watched it together. I was like, "My eyes are so red. I look like a vampire." He's like, "Oh, maybe people will now actually think you're Salma Hayek." Because like I look nothing like Salma Hayek. I really do not. But uh, I've no. been compared to that character in particular, like more than more than a, a few times. I think just because it's like yeah. two Mexicans with like dark makeup or strippers. It's like you don't like your guys's like actual facial features don't look the same. I, I think you guys have similar skin and hair color. And like you could probably hold yourself in the same like seductive <clears throat> way. And like I, I just... I think a lot of people just have face blindness where they just like see two people mm. like who have relatively like the same features. I don't. I remember everybody and I'm really good at picking that out. But like Billy Bob does like all the time, like we'll be watching a whole movie where there's an actor. We just saw another movie and he's like, I didn't know who that was. I'm like, we just saw them <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. Like what the fuck? Are you Anyways. So I guess like from far away, if you kind of have that face blindness and you're like kind of a little bit racist, like people like could make that comparison. Yeah, because I've gotten it a few times, but then I guess now I actually can live up to it because I. Because <laughs> no, you but what? you should watch that movie. Um, because I because of my eyeballs. Honestly, I really should because that. that that movie gets recommended to me like once a month for the past like five years. Like, Listen, everyone's like, why haven't you seen it yet? It's a weird movie, so. I mean, not to go into this, we'll, we'll get into the sex work. Oh, yeah. I don't like weird movies Super. at all. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. It's no, you love weird movies. I think you'll enjoy it. It's the first half is very Tarantino. It's the most Tarantino shit in the world. Yeah. The second half it's it's so it was made by two different directors. Right, right. So, like, there's a moment in the movie where you can just tell someone else like took took the reins. Like, yeah. It's not like two, pe- two people collaborated on the movie. It's like one Quentin Tarantino directed the first half and then the other director 
the second half. And it's just like yeah. so funny because they look like they're not connected at all. It's like, huh. it's funny. It's like very disjointed and you're kind of like doing this a lot. What the fuck? Like that. But you should okay. watch it. And come back. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Yeah. I'll report back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Do you want to um, fill the audiences on what you've been up to and why um, this week's episode <laughs> is going to be late? <laughs> This no, week's kidding. episode is late, <laughs> just like last week's episode. I mean, I'm the one you're listening to currently with your ears, hopefully is out on time. But yeah. this isn't but that is in the future. Listen, we don't know what the future <laughs> holds, okay? I am not that so raven. Um, so basically You're not goddamn. I am not Raven Simone. Although she is a fashion icon and a true inspiration. I like Raven from that so raven i don't really know much about raven simone irl except for she's like kind of a weirdo yeah she's... i i'm not entirely sure i think she said some some stuff that has gotten her in a yeah tricky... at one point she like wasn't identifying as like as black, black. right black <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah, I'm yeah like <clears throat> listen child stars <laughs> like you have a very yeah you got to go crazy. You got to pick thank which you for way your service, you, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, Hillary Duff is the only one who didn't get fucked. I up. mean, we don't know about her inner life. She could be fucking weird. Uh, from what I can tell, she's pretty normal. She yeah, from pretty, what I can uh, tell, too. Yeah. I watched her on that show. Ugh, anyways, we're not going to get into this. Okay. <laughs> what have I been doing the past four or five days? So, you know, we've been talking about. I've been trying to get more into like paid dates, like escorting. So I had a, uh, a mutual friend to kind of like act as a mentor for me and like get me in like behind the curtain to how she runs her independent escorting business. Um, I really want to have her on the podcast and she's super Ooh, down. Yes. Yeah. She has a listener. She's been doing this for a few years now and she's like super pro and just like has her shit together and like has an official LLC and like does all this other stuff. So it's like everything she does is like totally legal and kosher and like, which is like so impressive. Uh, I'm making a face. Yeah. So she has an LLC and declares taxes and all that stuff. I'm so sure. she, right. So she's like a consultant and a massage artist as well. So okay. Um, it's all kind of like folded in. Right. Cause because from what I can tell, you can charge for your time um right. as a companion. Yeah. Right? But not for any specific sexual act. Yeah. So a... right. So like anyone most people online, <clears throat> like most like providers of that service, like they indicate that. It's like this right. is for my time only as XYZ, like anything that occurs is not a part of that. That's like up to my discretion or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess uh, I didn't realize that you could, you, you could declare I mean, I guess that makes sense. Like now that, now that I'm talking about it out loud. It's, yeah. It well, I think obvious. she makes, she makes like a lot of money. So she like has to, and she doesn't I mean, work you have for, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. She doesn't work for an agency. So she does have to like, so she basically built and, you know, she'll explain it better than I can, but just like as a preview. So she kind of built her own business. She's also like a licensed like therapist and like couples therapist. And so oh, she wow. does like, she does like other stuff too, but then she catalogs kind of all of her things together, I guess. Um, yeah. So I had a session with her, just like a mentoring kind of session last Friday. And um, I like booked it. She does coaching. So I like booked it on her site because oh, like, nice. I want to I want to like pay you for this. I feel like it's like really valuable information, like definitely. And she's you know, she's like a friend of a friend. I've I've seen her a few times now and she's really cool. But I don't know. I'm like, you're asking if you're asking like secrets of the trade or like labor from anyone. I always think it's nice to like offer compensation because 100%. Like, yeah. Yeah. She has like, and I, I've had friends like commission me for art and design. And I'm always like, it always feels a lot better. And I never charge them like my full rate or anything, but it always feels a lot better when it's like they offer to, or they ask me to invoice them. I can be like, Hey, this is like what I would charge a regular client, but like we're friends. So like, you know, whatever it's a, it's a nice gesture yeah it, it's, it's, it's like you're respecting someone's time you're respecting that they are professionals or specialists and that they have something that is valuable to you that's why I get so a little prickly when people ask me to teach them pole tricks without any offer of and not that I would even take it but they're just like 
come teach me sometimes at work and i'm like okay like give like i don't know like offer me to buy me a coffee or something but whatever i don't know and i guess it's like if you you know like now that you and i are really good friends like i feel like you and i we can oh, like ask yeah. each other stuff it's and it's like okay well, we both like help each other right it's like different but it's like especially when you have someone you're not like super 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 close with I think it's like it's just polite even if you're not going to accept the money I think it's just like polite because right. it's like right. things that you only have learned like over a really long amount of time and energy and effort and your own money invested into it and I I offered because also like you know, I want to be able to text her, which I actually did today. I had a question today um, and be like, hey, like, is this normal? Like, could I have some advice on this? So anyways, so yeah, she kind of gave me the lowdown. Oh, it was about if you um, in your rates, do you include the price of the space or the hotel? Like mm. in your like, does the client pay for that or are you charging mm. on top or whatever? Um, what she says. I don't know. Wait, let me check. I don't know if she texts <laughs> back yet. <laughs> No, that's a good uh, question. I know she didn't text back yet, so I'll keep you okay. updated. Yeah. Um, so basically, inquiring minds, inquiring Sorry. minds, and I don't really, you know, obviously it's a very, it's a very sensitive business and industry. So I want to talk about it, but I also want to be aware of all of that. So basically, she gave me the lowdown and also referred me to some spaces who host providers that like aren't necessarily like a hotel or something. They're verified spaces that are used a lot and owned by other providers. Um, there's just like this whole web. I just like took a bunch of notes. And so I'm like, okay, like I need to make a website. I need to figure out kind of like all of my pricing, all of my policies, like write all this stuff. I need to submit ads to kind of like the top, um, like escort sites that like she recommended. So the past like four or five days, I've just been like nonstop, like working on all this. And it like took so much time because I wanted it to like look really nice and like high end no, because I, yeah. I do want the charge. website and it looks really, really good. Thank you. So from this moment on, um, we're going to be talking about my friend, Randy, who, who is not candy who definitely isn't me. Not Candy. Uh, not Randy, me. people. Randy. So we're talking about Randy. We're talking about my friend who is getting into being a professional escort. Yes. <laughs> and anything you hear, it's just it's just good old Randy. That's it's, all. yeah. She's she's great. She's she's awesome. Randy's, Randy's great. She's super nice and super fun. <laughs> all right, relax. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah so basically randy made this website that she sent to everyone and i have to say it looks really good <laughs> she spent a lot of time on it um and yeah randy just started posting um like a few different like ads so those are getting reviewed because you have to do like verification like kind of standard like how you would do did you have to do that for um the selling website yeah yeah, yeah you have to take a picture of your id and then also a picture of you with a sign that says something. So like many vids or mm -hmm. all things worn. Just I, I think that's good just to make sure that it is not someone else's pictures who are going up there, you know, like for catfishing yeah. or stuff like that. Right, right. So yeah, Randy did all that yesterday. And yeah. She's you go, talking... Randy. <laughs> you go, Randy. She's talking <laughs> to someone she has met before and they are working out a session so she actually has a call with someone later with another space that's like closer to where he lives in her area um yeah so if I can so if she can get that <laughs> situated then I might have a good story to relay from Randy's point of view well we can't wait to hear back from Randy uh, <laughs> we'll keep you we'll keep you updated what Randy's up to and uh as for candy I've also been decently busy I've been doing a lot of like graphic design commissiony stuff and I have like some costume commissiony stuff and I really 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 want to catch up on editing I know I say that like every week but it's just hard we believe you I, we believe in you I just take a long time because I just want it to be as perfect as possible and whatever sorry about it write a review <laughs> and I think we've been doing pretty long episodes lately so to be fair yeah and I've also been getting a little more lax about like getting rid of all the pauses and the ums I'm like I don't have time like um no okay 
I have a few stories from the club. Uh, I will say it's been getting finally busier. Money's coming in. I mean, I don't want to jinx it because I haven't. Wait, was that was that your own song or were you par- parodying a song? Um, no, I think it came from from me. <laughs> oh, okay, I was because sometimes you'll like we'll like sing a another yeah, yeah, song, yeah. but that was no, just that an was... original <clears throat> Jade. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. TM. <laughs> uh, okay. I feel like I should start with start with the big one. one. Wait, negative, the big one. But oh. you you've been teasing a big story to me. Or it's do you not wanna... that big. Okay. Let's okay. Let's do that one because it's fun. Okay. Then the negative <laughs> one, and then a bunch of little ones. Okay, okay. Perfect. Okay. So last summer, when I first moved to Bikini Bottom, uh, I had gotten on the dating apps, and I had matched with this guy. And I found him super obnoxious. I told him so. And then I kind of deleted Bumble and Hinge after I met Bugboo. So that's kind of the background. And so on Sunday, I go into work and there's these two guys. And it's like the only people at the club. So then like a bunch of people are going up to them. And then finally, I go up to one of the guys who's like, his friend has fallen in love with another dancer. They're together together. I mean, not fall in love, but like they're they're paired up. It's good. Yeah, yeah. So I go up to him and he had done a dance with someone else. I was like, oh, maybe he's good for like a lap dance or two. And then I start talking to him and he's like, you seem very familiar. Like, I don't. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I've been here for almost a year. Like, when's the last time you came in? He's like, oh, six months ago. And I was like, oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't remember. But I'm trying to be flirtatious. Like, I, when someone's like, do I know? I'm like, well, did we have a good time? Like, things like that. Right. And then he i'm like oh so like what do you do and then he's like oh i'm a professor of philosophy and then Um, i go oh i know who you are (laughs) did you tell me about this guy that sounds kind of familiar maybe because he was like truly fucking obnoxious like so i i was like wait i know you i was like were you on bumble and he's like yeah i was i'm the girl who went to like an ivy league school and that he had inquired about during our chats. And he goes, oh, my God, I remember it. Because <laughs> I had basically, okay, so what had gone down is he had, we were, we matched. He's cute, fine, whatever. And then I had said something like, so on my profile, it says which school I went to for undergrad. And he had said like, oh, how'd you like this school? And then I said something really like in-depth about it. I was like, you know, I like this and that and like that, but. I was, I gave like a thoughtful answer that was like pretty long. And then he goes, oh, do you know Professor XYZ? And I was like, I okay, didn't address any of my comments about like blah, blah, blah. So I was like, uh, no, I don't. Like, it's it's a pretty big school. Like, what's, what was his deal? You know, because I went in there for sociology. And he goes, oh, that was my, my ex-wife's uh, dad. Ha ha. What? And I was like, I was like, oh, okay, cool. I mean, it's a pretty big school, so... You know, it's kind of asking me if I know Juan because I'm Mexican. That was kind of like my little retort, my little <laughs> sassy response. And he goes, oh, well, do you know Juan? <laughs> and I just went, uh, and just like ignored him. And yeah. then he came back like a week later and was like, hey, like, what's going on? I was like, hey, I found you really annoying. Like, I gave you a pretty, you know, thoughtful response that you kind of ignored. Because like, you only asked about my experience at the university. So you could tell me that you knew this guy from him being your ex-father-in-law that's like weird and I was like I don't I don't like that like whatever and he was like blah 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 whatever I just ignored him but he like remembered the whole conversation he was like oh my god I made that that Juan joke and I felt really bad because obviously I was digging like a bad hole and I was like fuck I basically told this guy that I think he sucks but I'm like (laughs) still trying to get his money oh no so I'm like oh well you know you know like in dating apps like things get lost in translation tone is hard to read I'm like trying to play off both of us and then he goes yeah you know he starts talking about how like he's not a strip club guy but none of them are right they're never I I never (laughs) go to strip clubs oh I would never so he was was here for his friend as a moral support because I guess his friend can't get hard unless his other friend is there to hold his hand but whatever (laughs) and then and then he's and I was like oh okay well but you know you're here and he goes well you know if I really wanted a steak I wouldn't just smell one so I was like huh basically he was saying that he lap dances don't aren't don't turn him on because like if he 
wants something, he doesn't like have to get it. I so, just think that's a dumb. I think that's a dumb metaphor. I know. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Oh, what? Oh, I had forgot to mention. And this he is a uh, he has a PhD in philosophy from Harvard, right? So I'm like, oh, okay, you went to maybe, Harvard and got a philosophy PhD. Yeah. Um, you fumble that back, bro. Like you went to Harvard and got a PhD in philosophy. Right? And philosophy? You, you should be you should be in law school. Like you should okay, whatever. Did, Listen. did he even watch Legally Blonde? Like, what is with this guy? I fumbled the bag when I went to this other prestigious university trying to get a <laughs> PhD in sociology. Uh, I mean, you are doing just fine. So I disagree. <laughs> as a stripper. <laughs> okay. Uh, as so a, like a world-renowned podcaster, stripper. Oh, oh, oh. Don't we know someone who's a PhD in philosophy, right? We do, yeah. Okay, so I know these types. I've been around these academic types. They yeah. like to like di- have a dialogue, and I'm like, okay, if there's someone that I can talk to out of like these asinine opinion, maybe it's this guy. So yeah. I start, you know, I do my little testy like, oh, so you're saying like it's not worth getting a lap dance unless you're getting like to bust a fat nut, which is like <laughs> <laughs> the phrase no that fat- I just like really adopted. No and he's like, ass. well, no, blah, blah. And so I'm trying to talk to him, you know, well, there's like this, the sensual experience, there's intimacy, it's titillating, it's fantasy. I'm trying to like really fucking sell it over here because yeah. there's like no other. I will say the week was really good except for that day, but I think I just got really in like a pissy mood. And I was like, is that when you texted me? You're like, I'm being mean to everyone. I was bad vibes. I was, yeah, bad vibes. <laughs> I was so mean to everyone and I was mean to this bachelor party because they were like, not being fun when I went up to them but then are the worst but then they ended up doing a bunch of rooms so like it was totally my fault I should have not how are you supposed to know though history's world like I mean history's most boring bachelor party that's what I call it I mean it seems like you told them that and then they wanted to like grow and improve and then they became fun you're welcome I'm I'm convinced that my negging like often makes guys fun I'm 100% yeah. convinced of it. Because I, I basically tell them they have actually, small balls. Yeah. Right. That's true because you've said yeah. you've done that. And then guys will go off and get a lap dance to spite you. Yeah. A thousand percent. But it doesn't work out for me. So I need to stop doing it. Like, <laughs> well, do it when you're with me because then we can just split it. Right. Like you nag. Oh my God. Be Wait, the buffer. And then we, we split yes. the amount. <laughs> remember? Okay. Remember the night we had our big fight? Yeah. There was this one guy from LA. He was like super obnoxious. <gasps> Wait, did he and come after- back? <laughs> he came back. <gasps> no, then- <laughs> he came back. Did he ask so, about me? He was like in love. No, with me. I, oh. I, I talked to him and he was like, I was like, you seem so familiar. And then I was like, wait a minute. You're the guy who was being so obnoxious to me when me and my friend were fighting. And he's like, oh yeah. I was like, I wouldn't, you- I was like, you were this close to getting socked in the face. Like, cause because I remember we had been talking and then you came over. We exchanged some uh, heated words. Some words. And then you walked away and then you looked at me and goes, wow, you look very scary. And I was like, I'll show you fucking scary. <laughs> oh, wait, so what did I you just, say? Because we talked for a while. Um, he got he got a room with me and everything. Um, He didn't say anything about you. He was just like, oh, yeah. Because I, I just basically like necked him about being annoying as shit. I was yeah. like, you're such a little piece of shit. You were so annoying. Like. He's like, I do that. Like, yeah, that's my thing. I like annoy everyone. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, now give me money. And then he gave me money because he was about Good. to leave. So I was yeah. like, uh, you know, you're not going to leave. Money, so. I was like, Good. you want to be the shit out of me. You you owe me money. And he's like, here. <laughs> give me, like, money. <laughs> I forgot funny. to tell you that. Um, that's funny. Anyway, back to Mr. Harbor. <laughs> so he's just like not budging. So he was like, so I was like, he's like, oh, I can tell you're like, well, he started saying, you know, well, I would rather not get a lap dance. I'd rather take you out on a date. And I was like, well, you know, if you come into my workplace and don't like respect what I do, that's going to make it less likely for me to like go on a date with you. Right. And I even told him like, I actually dated a guy for six months that I met at the strip club, but you know what? He came in, he did a room, he tipped me, he respected what I'm doing. Right. He was like, well, I don't want to be just some other guy. So it's like, that's the thing that guys don't understand. It's like, do strippers end up dating custos? A hundred percent. Like I've seen it happen. I did it myself. I'm not saying you should go in without expectation, but we're much more likely to date you if we feel that you respect what we do. Cause he yeah. just came in saying like, I came in here for my friend. I don't think what you do is worth paying for. Like da 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 da. And I was just like, fine. Once he said that, I was like, well, obviously I'm not going to get anything out of him. Like not really. 
And then he goes, well, you know, you swiped on me. So you think I'm kind of cute. And I was like, well, yeah, but then I got to know you. (laughs) (laughs) Then I got to know your personality. (laughs) Yeah. And then as I'm standing up, he goes, listen, I've got a PhD from Harvard and you have a master's from XYZ, which he knows. And then he goes, there's very few of us in Bikini Bottom. I was just like, wait, what is he insinuating? Like, there's very few educated people. Like, we should all be together. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's he's trying to convince me to date him because, like, well, you know, we're both highly educated. Like, you know, not these other people. What a fucking elitist. Go fuck off. I know. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I've met a lot of people without these, like, degrees who are, like, way better hangs. And I just, like, They're better hangs and they have more money and they're more interesting to talk to. They're better hangs. I mean, we don't have to get into this. The vast majority of people who end up at Harvard and these other schools, like, come from privilege. I've met so many people who are so fucking smart that didn't have that privilege and they graduated from state universities. And who cares? Like... Oh my God. Like, it's just so not this idea that like you went to Harvard or Stanford or Brown or whatever because of like meritocracy is fucking bullshit. So I'm just like, I mean, I don't discount that it's really hard to get in and it's really hard to graduate. I didn't, you know, I like dropped out of whatever, but I'm just like, so it is an accomplishment that he has a PhD. Sure. It is an accomplishment, but like to just say that as like, we're better than all these people. Like, and we should hang out for that reason. I was like, get the fuck out of here. I was like so disgusted. And what then a I went on goober. Jesus. Then I went on stage and he wasn't tipping me. And then I was like, I was like, hey, professor, we're gonna like have a class today. We're gonna learn that when we observe entertainment, we tip. And his friend was dying laughing. He was like, ha ha ha. Like he was like, he she called you out, whatever. So he gave me some money. And I could hear him saying, like, she hates my guts. She hates my guts. <laughs> and I was like, good. And then by the end, he came over and he tipped me some more. And then he was like, you know, it's not a crime if I'm attracted to women with higher education. And I was just like, sure. Like, I just like, whatever. And then I found out later that not, so I was like complaining about this guy to uh, the house mama. I was like, oh my God, there's this guy here that I had like blown up from bubble. And like, he knows that I think he sucks. No, he says, well, I I feel like you think I'm pretentious, but like, it's not a crime if I like women with higher education. I was just like, ugh, we'll go find it somewhere else. But I had gone back and I was like complaining to the house mom. And then one of the other girls was like, oh, is it the guy who's wearing this flannel? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, he's a professor of philosophy for high school students. He doesn't even work at the university. And he was telling me that he doesn't have money. And I was like, no, no, <laughs> wait, not to like alienate, not to malign high school teachers. But like the fact that you were just so elitist and like you don't even teach at a university, even if you graduated from Harvard, Bruh. Yeah. Bruh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. You know what? Just he's just annoying. like, he's just like a sad, insecure. He probably has a very man. small dick. That is definitely like, if not physically, <laughs> then like spiritually, he has a very small dick. Well, you know how, um, you know how you find out if people went to Harvard, right? How? They'll tell you. <laughs> oh, that's like the vegan <laughs> thing. It's like, how do you tell? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. I get really grossed out by people who try and flex these degrees. Like as someone who has like something similar to that, it's just like, it's like you called it. It's like elitist. It's like, you're trying to pretend that you're superior for like, I don't fucking know. Like a lot of like, if you can go and get your PhD from Harvard and philosophy that most of the time, it means that you have like people who can support you through that. You know, I mean, like a big reason of why I dropped out is because I was like, fucking living in poverty because like you get your stipend and a lot of people have like a lot of the kids that I know who go on to get a PhD or go on to law school or whatever like higher education they have families that can support them and like they're not you know what I mean it's really hard to just be like first gen or whatever but I was just like I don't know I was like really annoyed and I think that really like because Sunday that's the day that I was like being bad vibes to everyone yeah no I mean I get it that would totally poison my mood Oh, just some men. It's like they're just like an emotional vampire and they just take all the good out of you. And I was like doing lap dances with other people. He he kept looking over and I was like, like really pretending. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I would have been like, close your eyes. Don't look at me. Don't perceive me. Don't perceive me. All right. I think it's time. 
we talk about the big story, which oh wait, that wasn't the like... big. Oh, I thought that oh, was the no, big story. no, no. Well, you you already heard the the other one. It's like a negative one. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like I've talked about it so much that now I feel like oh my god, right. I'm gonna bore you. But yeah, the audience needs to know. <laughs> no, okay. So must know Saturday night, big money spender comes in. Uh, we had talked about him before. Um, so around the holiday special, around the ho- the Christmas episodes, that's when I had talked about him because this is one of the regulars that comes into the Clementines Club and he paid for like the hotel suite that we all partied in um, after the holiday party. So he like, comes in and he throws, all- he's a big stage money guy. Mm. So he comes in at like 3.30 a.m. Like it was like that late. That is fucking crazy. He comes in like when everyone wants to leave and makes them hold it open just for him. Uh, yeah, yeah. I have never met so this guy, in. but I hate him. I just hate him. Yeah. Well, he was actually sweet when I talked to him. Um, The one time that he really liked me. But he comes in and he comes in with like two girls and also a big like maybe five to six dudes. Mm-hmm. And they're all Mexican. And I don't think I had intimated on the podcast what was told to me. He owns a lot of property, yada, yada. But it was told to me that he is also like cartel money, which I don't fuck with. I don't like that. Like, I think for a lot of people, cartels are kind of like fun or funny. They watch Narcos with Pedro Pascal and it's funny. But like for me, that hits really close to home. It's like, no, the cartels like really are like destroying Mexican society. Like, yeah, completely. And I known people who have been like fucking abducted had their like fingers cut off sent to their families like it's fucked up so it's not it's not like a funny thing to me to say someone's cartel money i'm just like cool clocked i don't want to go near it yeah well i will i take the money that is thrown on stage fuck me i guess yeah (laughs) but anyway he comes in and like this at this point it it is almost like 334 like there's not a lot of other people so i instead of going up to him i go up to his friends who are like doing stuff you know and it was kind of annoying because I talked to one and then they were like, oh, maybe later, maybe later for lap dances. So I go up to, I go to the bar to kind of like chill down a little. And this guy had given some lap dances to, comes over to me. This is a separate guy, some rando from like Georgia or some shit. He comes and he's like, hey, like, do you want to do another lap dance? And I'm like, perfect. So I go over to give him a lap dance. Mid lap dance, one of the guys will call him. So I don't know if I should say what he was called. I mean. Mm, I would use fake names. Um. Okay. So, say say for example, he had small ears. He was called little ears in Spanish. Okay. But it was another different body part that he gotcha. was called. So I had been talking to him, and he comes over to me like mid lap dance. He's like, "Hey, how much more lap dances?" And I look at him like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" I was like, 30 I'm busy right now. Like, go away." Yeah. And then he goes away. I finish the lap dance. I end up doing a thirty with this guy. Come back out. And then I'm like, I go over to these guys that I've been talking to earlier and little ears. He's like ready to do stuff. So he's like, okay, let's do, let's do a lap dance. So we're doing lap dances and like, he's like loving them because he's like, I don't know. He was just like super, oh my God, I'm so in love with you, blah, blah, blah. And as I'm dancing on him, he's tipping ones, which we like, cause like it, it can add up. And you know, we do one and I do like the whole, like, well, do you want to do another one? He says, yes. So we're kind of doing that back and forth and he's doing the whole like, Oh, you know, I just wish I had met you outside of here because if I had met him outside of here, I would have looked at him <sighs> like that's the money part, right? Right. But he's like, well, where do you go out? Like, which times do you work here? Like, just asking me a bunch of questions, really trying to meet up. He's like, well, can I get your number? Can I get your number? And like, he's spending money, but not like enough for me to be like, okay, this could be a regular. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'll give you my number later, like later, 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 kind of doing that thing. And we end up doing like three, four dances. And then I kind of do this thing where I kind of like hike up my knee up to like around their crotch area, like not on their crotch, but like around it. So I kind of bump something on his like vest. He's wearing a little vest, which whatever. And then he's like, oh, like, don't do that. Like, that's my gun. So I'm like, okay, because I did feel something. I thought it was like a phone or something. So I'm like, yeah, yeah okay, this guy has a gun. And I'm like, oh, okay. Kind of probably like looked a little freaked out. He's like, well, I just need it for protection. Yeah. And I'm like, this guy's probably just fronting. Like, but I'm just like, well, I don't want to be around you when you need your gun kind of thing, well, you know? And after everything that you know, 
and how he's well, acting. Because because now I know that he likes really is into me. He's asking how many days I work at the club. You know, he's telling me I should go to this or that other bar so we can like hang out outside of here. He's really asking for my number. And now he knows where I work. And like, I've been thinking about this a lot. Like, I don't think he brought up the gun to be threatening. Like, because that could have been a move, right? Like, yeah. like an intimidation thing. I do think it was genuinely like kind of a mistake that I bumped it. And he was like, I don't know, like probably just, we know a lot of these types of people in where I grew up in Tijuana where they're like cartel wannabes. Yeah. And they'll be like very like secret but like open about them having guns or drugs or like knowing this or that person so that's kind of what it felt like to me someone like posturing being like i'm cool i have a gun but i was like i don't want to be fucking near it especially like this guy has been drinking like margaritas you know i'm just like cool cool cool. okay so (laughs) i finished the dance i'm like oh yeah i'm gonna go to the back to turn in these ones i had a big stack of ones at that point um but and he's like but when you come back you'll give me your number i'm like absolutely so i go up to dj sleazeball who had asked me to stay late because like it was like 4 30 at this point maybe even like later and he was like oh and you know like i need girls but i was like i know i told you i was gonna stay but uh i'm i want to go he looked at me like why and i was like a guy has a gun and i don't want to be near it like i was just like "Eh." and he was like who is it who is it and i was like well i don't want to i was like i really don't want to make a scene like he's gonna know that it was me writing him out like I don't I just don't want it coming back to me he's like no it's okay it's okay like I just want to know so I can keep an eye on him so I like you know what is DJ Slaysball gonna do if this guy has a gun <laughs> that he run away to he's gonna push you guys in front of yeah. him and run away <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna throw a bag of cocaine at his face to like <laughs> to like create like a cloud of smoke <laughs> When you did the throwing down motion, he get like the magician smoke and go like, bag of shit on the floor and disappear the smoke. Oh my god! I'm out. I can just see uh, like a cartoon version of him. Like he like you know they they run away so fast. It's like a poof. It's like a poof of cocaine. He like so after that I just leave and like I mean I had voice message you about it and I was like kind of shaken up and like. You know, I've talked to a couple of people about it. And I think one, there's like the, we talked about this, that there's like a distinctively American relationship with guns. And, you know, like our Bru- Brussels listeners can, uh, our Belgians can write in to confirm. We see <laughs> you, Belgians. We haven't heard <laughs> from you, listening. but. We... No, but they keep listening. And we know you're there. <laughs> uh, we know you're listening. Okay. But yeah, it's like, I'm not used to guns. That's the first time I've ever been that close to a gun in my entire life. Yeah, I've never touched one, and like my special friend was saying, he like shot a gun at like twelve. So it's just it's just different. Right. Like where I grew up, if you had a gun, that's your criminal. Like there's no reason for anyone who's not a because owning guns is a crime in Mexico. Which is so. Oh, it is. Yeah, you're not allowed to. Wait, carry wait, guns. wait. Even legally, you can't like. No, there's no legally. There's no legal guns. No, it's completely really. Crime. Yeah, that to me in like a morbid way is so funny because people and like people have said this to you when you say you're from Tijuana, they're like automatically assume you were like raised in this like drug crime ridden <laughs> like area. And then meanwhile, like the town I was mostly raised in, like I was texting you, it's like a big farm town, a decent conservative population and like it was pretty common for people to talk about going hunting or shooting or like not knowing that I like nor hung out with, but like, even like my dad was a part of like, <laughs> a, did I ever tell you this? My dad was like a part of like a biker club and he was like yeah, one of did. two white guys. So it was like all Mexicans, oh. like Mexican families. Oh. <laughs> you didn't tell me that. Yeah. And he was like him and his friend, <clears throat> one of his closer friends was like one of the two white guys. Um, but I was like, they definitely all had guns and like, that's like, they weren't like hell's angels or anything like that. They didn't have like a name, but like they knew hell's angels and like, sometimes like whatever other motorcycle gangs would come you know what I mean? Like, so I never liked guns, but I definitely grew up with them being like, I hate these things, but they're like around, like people have them and carry them. And like that fucking sucks. I mean, I'm not gonna, so there's a lot of guns in Mexico, like that are just belonging to police officers and the military. Yeah. But they come from the U.S. because that's where right. they get sold. Um, and yeah, no, it's it's completely a crime. Like, no civilian is supposed to have one. So, yeah, I grew up in a pretty, like, middle class, like, 
no crime, like nothing. I just didn't see guns ever. My no one at my school had guns. Like all wow. the like it was just it's we're all very like civvies, you know, like no Did you guys not have like gang violence or anything? <clears throat> we definitely had gang violence in our town. Um, like I had heard was... gunshots and stuff. We didn't have that. So it was very gun it was I'm sorry, it was very cartel related. Like okay. it was Okay, so there cartel... wasn't like smaller things. If you heard like crime, it was like kind of a bigger crime well, organization. You know, there was like shootouts where like people could die and stuff like that, but it was usually cartels fighting other cartels. Gotcha. And things like okay. that. It was it wasn't like I mean, I went to private school, Catholic private school, like it was all families that like no one was I mean, I ended up finding out that like a couple of my sister's friends had, you know, gotten involved and you know, one of them ended up getting fucking shot with his girlfriend, like, in a car. Like, Jeez. violence and, like, crime, super real when people say, like, oh, Tijuana's scary. I'm not, I'm not like, oh, no, it's not, you know, because it is. But that's just, I didn't grow up around guns at all because, like, I didn't really have any criminal ties, like, straight yeah. up. Well, just, like, I, that's it, why the stereotype is so interesting because I feel like I grew up closer to guns and, like, there right. were, like... I don't know. Is this like a racial term, like a gang banger, whatever, like young kids who are, I, I'll I cut know. it out. I'll look, yeah. I'll look it up later. <laughs> um, but there were kids who like were starting to get involved. Like in my school, I didn't go to a private school. You couldn't wear like our area code. You couldn't wear certain colors or like symbols. Like it was like, not like a huge like panic, but it definitely was like a thing where you're like, okay, those people, like you can tell. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And and like I said, there was like a little bit of um I forget that what we used to call them, but like like poster kids, kids who wanted yeah. to adopt the fashion of like cartel people, but like they weren't. They were just like kind of lose like losers, you know what I mean? Like Yeah. You know, once I mean I left Tijuana at fifteen, so like my sister <clears throat> left at like eighteen, so she knew a little bit more people like more people who got involved in that shit. Turns out my mom so Tijuana used to be very small. So my mom did go to school with a bunch of like high up cartel people, but like they didn't oh, become that wow. until later. And so for her, she's like, oh, you know, like these people that we went to school with, they they turn out to be like straight up cartel cartel. But like she is scared of guns, too. Like she's never she was very like oblivious to that stuff. Like, yeah, she talks about, you know, like doing these like school like bake sales and stuff like that. And one of the kids who ended up being like a cartel guy paying with like this really big bill and then being like, oh no how are we gonna get changed like without thinking <laughs> like where did this come yeah, from you know yeah. what I mean like things like that but anyway and like I think I personally I don't know about you but I just think about violence towards women and sex workers like a lot and that probably the soul loft is gonna help with that <laughs> um but I mean there's no reason to like have it keep you up at night but it is like a very real part of our life it's very real and like I had sent um so the person I was talking to about this because they were kind of like, oh, gun, it's normal. In Bikini Bottom, people have these permits to carry guns around. Like, it's you shouldn't freak out as much. I was like, yeah, but there's this one story about, like, a Texas stripper who, like, found a tracker in her car. And then, like, she spoke up about it. And, like, 12 days later, she was shot. You know what I mean? Because, like, to death, obviously. Because yeah. she had, like, turned down this customer who was, like, an ex-Marine who had like, a bunch of guns. And, you know, in Bikini Bottom, of around this time last year there was a shooting where a dancer got shot and died and she was just there like it was a crossfire thing like she wasn't yeah. the target it was just like a bunch of drunk angry people got angry at another bunch of drunk angry people and shot them and then this girl who was just fucking there died that was outside of the the club but like it's just real it's like i don't know like just it's kind of like checkup's gun like once you put a gun in the scene it can go off yeah. Like, I don't want to be fucking around that. I mean, I, I, I understand that, like, a lot of people are more comfortable with guns, but that just for me, like, really, it, it freaked me out, especially because well, this guy has been drinking. Like, I don't they know. shouldn't be. I don't know. Like, I, I fucking hate guns. I, yeah. I wish that nobody had them, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, it's like in the UK, you get, like, random stabbings. And, like, sure, I don't want to get stabbed, but, like, you're way more likely to survive a stabbing. And, like, you can't you have to stab get real someone close. From far away <laughs> yeah, either. Yeah. like the rate of stabbing is much lower like I can probably stab like 10 people before I get you know taken down instead of shooting like 500 because I have right an AR you know like automatic whatever the fuck yeah I don't know but anyway so that was super scary yeah I'm and scary. I'm, I'm feeling okay about it now but I was yeah like, but 
you know, that's just so shock. And so Jane and I talked about this. We don't actually know because we were both told different things. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So I probably a year ago, maybe like almost a year ago, I was dancing for a guy. He was like kind of this middle-aged white dude, had like a belly. He seemed kind of like, I don't know, white trash, but maybe like farmer type. (laughs) Like from my like from my hometown kind of type, and he like did... Sonia and Ramona looking up the definition of white trash. <laughs> no, totally. And so I don't think I discovered the gun, but he did have a gun. I want to say it was in a holster, like or it, it was in his pocket, and he was like, "Oh, like the gun that I have or something." And I was like, "You just like have a gun on you? Like is I that a like... euphemism for your loaded penis?" <laughs> I was like, "You just have a gun." And he was like, oh, well, they make you like unloaded at the front. I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. really? They take out your bullets or they make you? He's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, well, that just makes you fucking lame in my head. Like, I don't know. Like, you're bringing whatever. Like, it didn't super bother me because he he also told me it was unloaded. So I'm like, okay, I guess they just relax about that and have whatever. But I told Jay this. And then Jay told me. Yeah, so I talked to the house mom. And she said, no, that's not true. They're supposed to leave it at the front. But it's an honor system. There's no, there, no one's waving the wand. No, there's no metal detectors. So you know for so, sure there's no wand or metal detector. I do. I do know for sure. Yeah. Wow. And she said, you know, they're trying to install this thing, like a thing that can tell you if they're carrying guns or knives or anything. Because I, I don't know if I told this story, but I had seen a guy get angry at his friend and whip out a knife. <laughs> in the like, club? Yeah, in the club. And he was kind of like joking. His friend was joking around, making, like, all these, like, gay jokes. You know what I mean? Like, ooh, I'm going to put, like, my balls in your face. Like, shit like that. And the other guy yeah. got so mad, he took out a knife. And I was like, holy shit. Like, like a switchblade? Like, he, yeah. like, whipped it out? What the Yeah. Heck? And I remember being like, okay, it's time for me to, like, walk away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, like, I haven't been in one of these, but I have seen video of, like, a brawl breaking out at the Clementine's Club, like, um, one of the bartenders showed me a video of it because like it was pretty funny because <laughs> like it's a bunch of drunk dudes like trying to fight each they're not very good at fighting right and you see dj <laughs> sleazeball sleazeball running all the way from the dj booth trying to like break people up but instead he just kinda, oh like... my god i thought you were gonna say he was commentating it and then that bartender like jumps from behind the bar and just falls so it's it's ridiculous it's comedic like it's that... yeah there's something what? about a man with like a little I just picture a man and I I get it scary like violence whatever but when you're like he pulled out a knife I picture like a tiny little man that pulls out this tiny little pokey <laughs> thing and I'm like you're so you're so lame you're so lame like, that that brawl is like ridiculous everyone looks bad and silly but like if someone had taken out a knife or a gun like that would have gotten really dark <laughs> you know uh, what I mean? i've had that thought at the sparrow because i've seen like fight we've talked about this already in the podcast but like when i've seen like fights happen at the sparrow i'm like oh my god like we're gonna get shot like i yeah it freaks me out so much like i hate watching violence like oh my god okay so the main club i do my show at in the city that i live i go there a lot like even just going out and stuff and, okay first of all and they wand everybody and like they have like hundreds of people of there like on the busiest nights and it takes so fucking long to get in now, but they have to because it's a gay club and because guns and fucking conservative assholes exist. Right, right. Um, but there a fight broke out. We were in a cl- we were at like a really, really busy show and a fight broke Between out. Between gates? No, no. You could tell oh, they were outsiders. So. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a separate group, but it was like, you know, they got Do you on know it. these gays? They're trying Do you to know kill these me. Gays? They're trying to kill me. They're even the go-go dancers. That was so like, good. <laughs> I know. I fucking, when I saw that in White Lotus, I'm like, this is going to be iconic. Like, I saw the line and I was like, this is going to be the yeah. moment. And it was. No, I but your impression, your Jennifer Coolidge was really good. Thank you. Um, But, like, literally one of the, like, hot-ass muscular go-go dancers hopped off this stage to, like, help. And they're all pointing to him. And the security gets in and then like, but they kept fighting. It was crazy. And like, I was with my really good friend because you're, again, I wasn't performing. I was just there to have a good ass time, really drinking. And I was like, it really shook us up. We had to go to the bathroom and do some blow to. (laughs) Randy did blow. Not Candy. Randy went to the bathroom and did blow. Wait, can you're, um, okay. So, so there's my friend Randy, but we have the thing of a friend for you. What if you're Quaid? (laughs) <laughs> like Randy 
Like Randy Quaid. No. Who's Randy Quaid? <laughs> He's an actor. Wait, I need to show you this. Randy, wait. I know there's um, Dennis Quaid. I don't need a Quaid because I don't do illegal shit. You shut <laughs> your whore mouth right now. <laughs> Randy I'm a good Quaid. Girl. Wait, that's funny because it rhymes with Candy and Jade. <laughs> Randy, Quaid. Randy Quaid. What is he in? <laughs> oh, oh my God, this man. Okay, I'm Randy, you're Quaid. <laughs> I haven't seen any of these movies. But it just is funny. Yeah, okay. Oh, speak. <laughs> so your friend Quaid, who does illegal things. <laughs> sure. She hasn't She hasn't been talking to me too much because she hasn't done anything. <laughs> uh, wait, why did I remember this? I <laughs> So on Saturday, I was wearing this. Uh, it's not like a schoolgirl outfit, but it's a plaid skirt. Yeah. <laughs> And I had gone up to, and like, whatever. I had gone up to this guy and he's like, oh, I like I like your little like school girl. And I was like, oh, really? And I was like, ah, I'm cute. I go to school. I'm 12. And he goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, you didn't like that? You know, like, all cute about it. And he's like, no. I was like, did I turn you on? Let's go do a lab. And he's like, no. <laughs> That's funny. I go to school. I read books. I'm 12. <laughs> I'm in Girl Scouts. Oh, my God. Uh, he did not like that. Um, That's really funny. Oh, my God. Also kind of funny. So I go up to this table and this guy. Okay, I have this bit. When guys are texting someone and they, they're kind of like not looking around their on their phone, instead of calling them out and being like, oh, what? Like, are the strippers not hot enough for you that you're on your phone? Especially if they're texting. I go like, who are we texting? The wife? You know, like ha ha, yeah. and then and then I go just tell them, don't worry, honey, the strippers are ugly. That's just kind of like my joke, and they love it. They eat it up. Yeah. And he goes, no, it's actually my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was like, oh well, I mean, does she know you're here? And he's like, well, I'm supposed to be driving back, so there's been a lot of snow and shit. So he was saying the wife thought that he was on the road, um, but then. Then she, but she knows I'm lying and then she shows me a picture and he's wearing those like baseball hats you know those like fancy caps what do you call them trucker hat um, I guess but like some some guys have like a lot of those hats like a collection and they have the sticker on the bottom like a circle I don't know but they are like a baseball cap we're very are, uncool yeah a fancy one yeah like whatever he's like I love hats and he's wearing one and then he shows me a picture and the wife had cut them up bless her I love that. And I was like, <laughs> wow. That's something um, I would do. <laughs> uh, or have done. That's I something not... Randy already did. Uh, that's something. Uh, Randy has done something adjacent. <laughs> not quite that bad. <laughs> right. But I was just like, oh, because like usually my joke lands pretty well. Yeah. And then that was too close to him. I was like, okay. Ooh. I just talked about that booth that I talked about the other day where you can like play different sounds oh my god you were supposed to send me you were supposed to call oh, me yeah, yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> yeah, fine I, mean, I can call you today um while well, my eyeball leaks what else um this was annoying so i was i i wonder how you would have handled this because so i go up to this table and there's two guys i'm talking to one of them yada yada i go on stage he tips me i come back we do a lap dance and as i'm doing the lap dance he's like really enjoying it and he's like i guess i will have to do a private he's like I, I guess i'm gonna have to do it because you know he like had a lot of fun whatever and he's like i just need one more drink so then he sits down and i'm going to sit down with him so i can just wait for him to order his drink and then take him yeah. to the AP. but then this other girl who oh. is super nice to me sits on his lap and i kind of go like before i even sit down period she sits on his lap and I, I literally we just moved from the chair dance chair to like the yeah. table chair what fuck. the fuck i kind of go like uh and she's like oh were you still trying to sit here and i go yeah you know like i mean i don't sit on guys' lap i like i i think i've mentioned that before like i don't like it yeah but but i was kind of like yeah i was gonna sit here and she's like oh well you know we met last night we hung out last night so it's fine well is last night tonight because i think they're uh it's not i think we're on to a new night and, now like, i was just like i just walked away i was like okay, I'll come back for you when you're ready. And I just left. But I was like really pissed. I'm like, this guy still has a half chub from the lap dance that we did. And you're already sitting on him. Like what? So this girl actually got into like a really big fight with her friend Charlie. 
when she was really drunk. And ever uh, since then, her and Charlie just like do not like oil and vinegar, like don't even look at each other. But yeah, she seems Charlie's like a, a bitch. Charlie's a pretty difficult person, like when she's drunk, especially. Uh, I mean, only when she's drunk. If you're listening, <laughs> like she, <laughs> like she was, she was very belligerent. So I kind of like didn't count that towards this other girl. Yeah, and she's always so nice to me. She's like, oh my god, like Jade is so sweet. Like she, cause like she does a lot of Instagram polls and I always answer them. Cause I'm like, whatever, I have nothing to do. I'm going to answer your Instagram poll. She's like, you know, she's, she's such a big cheerleader on Instagram, like things like that. And I'm just very like, you know how people always think I'm like the sweetest baby angel for some reason. Yeah. Because I don't talk a lot. I guess they think I'm thinking nice thoughts. So yeah. I'm always just like smiling at her. So she's always super nice to me. And then she did that. And I was just like, bitch, that woman is a bitch. I don't know if I would have handled it any differently. I think it depends on. You know what's funny? That guy ended up not doing a VP with her, so he kind what? of was a time waster anyway. So, oh, like you don't think he would have gotten one with you because he didn't with her? Um, he probably would have done like a fifteen, but then I ended up going up to other people and then getting a thirty with that guy. So it was the same night as um the gun situation. Mm, so I was okay. kind of like, get what you deserve, baby girl. But I was yeah. just like, I don't know. Like I, I think there is something to be said. There's some girls who you know are gonna fight back right and i'm not one of them obviously and i think sometimes i can get taken advantage of like that I, it's happened before it used to happen yeah. a lot of the sparrow especially because the girls were a lot scarier the girls were <laughs> like, a lot scarier at the they sparrow would, <laughs> they would throw hands like no question yeah. asked. and i think i get this reputation because i'm so like it's so not worth it to me and also it's a bad look to even like say something in front of the customer i was like so sweet i was like you know, go ahead. I'll be back for you when you're ready. Like, she didn't even try to make it like a double thing, right? Like, oh my God, hi. So good to see you again. Like, you met my friend Jade. Like, let's go all together. That that would have been a way that I would have been like a little annoyed, but like more understanding. I yeah. Like, I suck, it, just, dude. it gives such a desperate vibe. And it's like, yeah, you're not going to fight back. But now, like, let's say you are in a situation where you need to get another never. girl. Like you never. are never going to recommend or include this girl in any money that you're offered. So that sucks for her. Like, that's why it's like, I probably just like mark that in my brain. Like I know everybody who has ever done that to me. And in my brain, I'm like, I will never help you or recommend you or anything. Like in this you're podcast, dead we quote me. Maya Angelou. What is it? Once you show me who you are, like, I'll believe you. <laughs> Yeah, What's that yeah. yeah 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 like i don't need to find out again like i know who you are bitch I right you. and i don't know it's like the economy of the strip club it's like you really do like when you can want to like be nice to people and like offer that like offer a i don't know if olive branch is the right word necessarily but just like throw them a bone or give them the benefit of the doubt or like be more respectful because it will come back i think like the good acts will come back to yeah i think it goes back you. to like a abundance versus scarcity mentality someone with an abundance mentality would have tried to bring me in would have been like hey you were here last night we had so much fun let's let's have fun with jade tonight blah blah blah. but she had the scarcity mentality she's like oh are you still gonna sit here well already sitting on his lap i'm like now i'm good like have it whatever whatever okay i like two quick stories oh okay so i think on sunday which is when i met harvard guy uh that was my my bad vibes like it already yeah. started bad vibes as well because there was this couple and they were the, the only two people in the club for a little bit and so we had started stage just for them right because there's like two customers and it was this woman who was being like really loud and i don't know one of my friends thinks she was on drugs i I just i don't know if she was just really drunk or whatever but they kept like being very like at the girls dancing but not tipping so then finally this friend actually goes on stage we're gonna call her um doesn't matter she goes on stage and she's dancing and she always takes off her dress the other girls hadn't taken off their tops because there was like nobody so this girl says yeah oh she took off her dress so that's what i'm gonna go tip her so she like very like at like she's commentating as she goes to the bar to get change for twenty dollars it's like you know this is a titty bar so i expect to see some titties i'm not gonna tip until i see titties and i'm sitting on the bar and i kind of jokingly but not really i go oh you know you've got it all all wrong it's the reverse we see money we show titties and that fucking did not did not agree with her well this is the titty bar i paid a cover to be here which like some days at 6 p.m they're still covered so no you didn't ma'am but whatever 
And I'm like, I mean, they don't know that we're independent contractors. A lot of people don't know, but I'm like, yeah, I don't give a fuck if you paid a cover. If you're not tipping me, I'm not showing you my my boobs. Like, go away. So she like very loudly goes up to the stage and goes like, I'm gonna tip you because you show your tits and tips are three dollars. So when I go on stage, I'm like, no, you're not seeing my titties. But anyway, I was just like, oh, I like very loudly go to the back and I completed DJ Baby. So I'm like, this woman, she goes, oh no, he already made so-and-so cry. And I was like, what? So she had gone on stage, didn't get tips, but she went up to them anyway to like whatever. And she was, and she's very small. She's very skinny. She's also like 22 or something. Like she's very young. And, and yeah. then this woman goes, yeah, well, I prefer dancers who don't look like their children. She to her face? Movies. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So I was they, just like, you told me that, but like, I didn't know it was like to her face. I thought she had just said that. No, to that's why she, she cried. Poor girl. That's so I mean, sad. Like you need thicker skin, my love, but that's still rude. Yeah. Cause like our friend Charlie gets told that sometimes like, um, that she like, some people will say that she's like too small or whatever, that she looks right. prepubescent and that's rude. Like, I'm not going to do the whole like, oh, you shouldn't. I mean, yeah, you shouldn't body shame anyone. I'm not saying that it's the same as getting fat shame just because like society wise, like thinness is is much more privileged. But like that's shitty too. And even if you're calling someone too skinny, like you're still body shaming. Like get the fuck out of here. I don't know. What yeah. do you mean? They could have just said no. But she's just like this ugly woman. I was like, well, you know, someone can get bigger boobs. You cannot change like your face. You're ugly. Right. Yeah. But anyway, oh, my eyes. acting up. Well, they look normal from here. <laughs> I know. I I mean, if someone says something, I'm just going to go right. It's After you just were like, this person needs to toughen up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's one thing to be like, you have small boobs and others to be like, did you wipe your eye with like your toilet paper? Because it's what if they red. ask you if you remember to ring the bell at the tower? <laughs> okay, it's not a style, you. <laughs> it's not a all right quasimodo come down somewhere out there is that what quasimodo does he that was i right does he ring the bell yeah yeah yeah. he rings the bell so like just for fun or like on a no i think to pass to announce the passing of the passage of time i don't know i need to watch that movie mass dude it's dark and it's cool i love that movie it kind of Scare. I, I not scared me. It made me feel too sad for Quasimodo growing up. Like it made me feel unco- it made me feel uncomfortable. So like I didn't, Bruh, I didn't really get into it. The book is way tough. Like it's like that that even though the Disney version is like not that happy, the book is fucked yeah. up. There's good um, music though. I like I like the music in the, the movie. I love his song. And then there's like the whole like proto like the priest who's like, oh, I have sexual desires. Fuck you to like Esmeralda. That was always yeah. really dark. Um, but anyway. I, I did get a few dances with this one guy that night. That, um, <laughs> so I was like dancing for this guy and he was like, um, so I'm straddling him, right? Kind of like in a hugging position. Yeah. Towards facing him. And he's like, he kept like sniffing my neck, just going like, like that. Aww. And like really burying in there. But he was, I don't know, I feel bad. He like barely spoke any English. He was like, not from here. And he was just so happy. And he's like, um, can we just do three songs, but you stay right here. So for three songs, I just laid on top of this guy while he sniffed me. Uh, on on the floor? I don't like on the floor, like, yeah. Like you laid back. No, you had a- I'm forward. Like I'm hugging him. Oh, that's a long time. And I know you don't, you don't like that either. <laughs> I fucking hate it. But I just oh was like, God. I hate it. But also it was like, I don't know, that night I took home maybe like, 200 something and he gave me 100 of them so i was like there <laughs> hey sniffer money is still money <laughs> i'm like this one of the cocktails was just like why do you always get the weirdest guys i'm like i don't know because she was like what was that i was like i don't know he just wanted me to hug him while he like sniffed me oh my god because everyone's like seeing this happen and it's like what the fuck is James? yeah exactly so i'm like i don't want people to think this is how i do my dances they're not gonna want to buy them from me <laughs> uh you need to have like a flag like when you have a weirdo like when you have that spanking guy you just put it up you're like listen don't ask he wanted this <laughs> right like I-, I guess i'm here to like customer service like i can like you said customize the experience to the right client right. but don't think that's just what i'm gonna do to you like I- we can do the we can do the normal stuff <laughs> right i offer a custom tailored product to everyone's desires Ooh, is Randy going to say that to people? 
That's exactly what Randy's going to say. I know. I can't wait till Randy has some stories to tell. I eventually, I'm sure I'll forget the drop. I'll interrupt the Randy thing, but for right now. No, for now. Um, what do you say? Should we close this out? All right. Uh, so thank you for listening. Uh, rate, review, subscribe as always. We are at CR Secrets Pod on pretty much all platforms. If you go to our Instagram, there is a link to our link tree that has everything on it. Bye. Bye, guys. Next time on the Champagne Room Secrets Podcast. Next week, we have a great episode. We have an interview with a sex worker who's done it all she's done it literally has done it all has worked as a call girl a massage artist like a full service massage artist uh, a phone sex worker a brothel worker a stripper dominatrix as a dominatrix literally so stay tuned she's super smart the way she talks about everything it's super enlightening you definitely want to hear this episode and if you want to be more informed on like like the the more activist side of sex work like definitely stay yeah tuned. yeah and like I, I learned so many things about brothels i had no idea so right yeah i know it's gonna be good good stuff so you, better, so you, you guys better, will learn too you better learn <laughs> all right <laughs>